Vents. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to LMNOP, innit? LMNOP is a podcast you're listening to, and it's a podcast about the greatest show on television. Severance. Huh? Hi, Val. Hi. What did you say? I said severance. Okay. Yeah. 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 What's what's that? Severance is a TV show. It's it's a show on TV and okay. it's and it's a it's a show that is uh I think it's on the Apple television. I don't know if you've heard about this. Hmm. But they got they got TVs and apples now. You're telling and, me a Apple fried this television? Yes, I am. And also that Tim Apple has blessed us with uh mm. with with a replacement for cable television. And, and 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 on his cable box of fun, we have this new very popular television series speculative science fiction thriller thing created by Dan Erickson and it's directed by Ben Stiller. Would you believe it? The uh huh. the Meet the Fockers guy. He's kind of got some directing chops behind him. He's funny and he has another talent. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Adam Scott is is uh, is the lead actor. He uh, mm. he was Ben Wyatt on Parks and Rec, a show I've never seen and will never see. You know how um, I think you've mentioned it a while ago. You have this concept of the work Sona. Mm-hmm. I think you were talking about it with Argyle, but um, uh, it's basically about what if the what if the work Sona was really, really, really real. <laughs> like, 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 like as real as it could possibly be. Like, um, you get taken over by another character when you go to work. Rather, or like it's real as in it's it's you. It's actually you. It's actually you, but it's the it's the idea that you never you when you go to work. You forget everything um, that happens after work, and when you leave work, you forget everything that happens during work. Interesting. Okay. You basically become two people, and it's this, mm -hmm. and, it, and it's through this procedure, this medical procedure called severance. Oh, it severs <laughs> your brain, mind. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and um, and it's a, it's a show. It's actually a show about a lot of things. You know, there's there's grief. There's um, like. Coping mechanisms is kind of a theme, kind of like a, mm -hmm. like a, like a running theme through the show. Mm -hmm. But it's very good. And there's a mystery afoot. So for mm. people who like elementary, uh, I think people would like it. All right. I'll have to find someone who has an apple. Yeah. You and can... isn't, isn't eating it. Yeah. Yeah. If you can find someone to share your apple or you can, you know, if, if desperate times call for desperate measures, you can steal an apple, you know. True. They're just sitting there. They're always just sitting there, and and they are all. And yet, somehow, I'm the bad guy for not wanting to go to waste, mm -hmm. and and picking one up and eating one while I go out in the store. Right. 
I'm a jerk because I ate the entire apple before I got to the cash register? No, I'm an efficient eater. Sorry. And I'm 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 actually going the extra mile and bringing the core with me to the garbage, and yet I'm not leaving it on the the ground like some sort of like heathen caveman mm-hmm. person. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, I don't know how to segue out of that, but <laughs> uh, now I'm hungry for an apple. Um, but we're not talking. We're we're done talking about severance now. And if we're talking about apples, it's only if it comes up in the show of elementary, because that's what this podcast is about. I'm your host, uh, Val Flight Cub. We're talking about season two, episode 23 today, Art in the Blood. So you can call me Val Flight Cub or old armless Arthur. And with me today mm. is a voice you will probably recognize if you've heard a couple other episodes of LMNOP, best friend of the show, Joe. Hello. Hello. Yeah, my name's Joe. Long time, long time. And uh, <laughs> uh, AKA adult sized pacifist. Pacifier? No, no, no. I'm a pacifist. You're an adult-sized pacifist. I think. I think the problem is, is that adult calling myself an adult-sized pacifier is, I think, a little too NSFW. So, I, so I'm just gonna go with adult-sized pacifist. I like the wordplay of adult-sized pacifist. It's good. Yeah. This one so. was. This one was good. Yeah. This is also 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 the penultimate episode of the season. I know, I know. It has such a it has such a to be continued feeling. Oh, Craig's not here. Let me grab let me get Craig. You forgot our son again. I know. He was just he was just sitting on the on the corner with his lollipop and his sailor boy suit. I know. And you drove the minivan straight to the ice cream parlor without him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because I wanted to go drinking afterwards. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I forgot him. Um, have you ever gotten forgotten or like left behind in a in a store for any amount of time? No, no, no. I I I, I was very independent from an early age, and uh, I also went to school very close to where I lived. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was never really like, you know, if I was ever left behind, it it definitely wasn't. Uh, you know, um, it definitely isn't something that sticks with me now. Mm. It's like if, you, if nobody picked you up, you could still get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think wandered off by myself one time in a grocery store with my mom, and she didn't notice. And so I, I did have a couple minutes of being very lost in the grocery store, uh, but she found me. So thanks, Mom. Yeah, yeah. She found she found you. She brought you home, and you made it in time to record this podcast. <laughs> I was trying to pass it off like I was a kid at the time. Oh, I was, oh yes, it, shoot! I'm sorry. It did just happen. That's why we're recording now at the time we are. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like this episode. It had a lot of Mycroft in it, but that's to be expected with a Mycroft plot. It, w- it not only did it have a lot of Mycroft in it, it had. It had something that Mycroft does something in this episode that offends me even to this day. <laughs> to this day. I can't wait to hear about it because I will probably be sympathetic to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> something about him. I don't know. I mean, whatever. He's not Sherlock. So that's never true. Be cool. Yeah, never. Um, 
So this episode is, you know, starts with the previously on. We'll, you know, to remind us that Joan was kidnapped and then Minecraft, Mycroft, saved her by saying a code word and having everybody get shot. So that's confusing. Yeah. And in order to pull off that plan, he had to taser Sherlock and leave without him. Yeah. Yeah. The old, uh, I'm going to taser my brother prank. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the buzzer in the hand. Yeah. But you pass out. So this episode starts with Sherlock at the police station looking very freaked out. And he's kind of staring and looking around at, at everybody. And, and um, Bell comes up to him and is like, hey, like, what's, you know, what's going on? Do you, you need something? And Sherlock's like, something's very bad has happened. I need you and Captain. I need you both to help me. And then uh, does he get a call? He does. He gets a call from Watson. He gets a call from Watson, and then Bell says, well, okay, so, I mean, we're pretty busy here today, but if you need me, just grab me. You know, if you need me, just reach out and touch my arm and squeeze it. Um, just, uh, if you if you want me to help you with something, just give me a, a tight hug from behind. Um, just normal coworker <laughs> stuff. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, Put your hand on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Guide my hands while I'm working this pottery wheel from behind. Exactly, exactly. Yes, if you if you need me, that's where I'll be. So just yeah. <laughs> so the call that Sherlock gets from Joan is she's like, "Hi, I'm safe, and my Croft is safe, and we're at the Brownstone." Yeah. So so Sherlock goes home. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. He Sherlock is very angry at Minecraft. Um, as as of my every day of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For putting Joan in danger. Um, Joan has actually been checked by a doctor, so a doctor comes by and he's like, Well, I've done all the tests, but it'll seem totally fine. I can give you a sleeping pill for tonight if you like. I am British as well. And then um, he leaves and he passes two guards on the way out, like two, two security guards that are also in the brownstone. Yeah. So Sherlock is like, hmm, these, these boys have them cop shoes and some specific kind of gun are they mi6 he also he also ascertains that the doctor not only is he british he has a a doctor's bag that is very common among like g like like general practitioners in the uk Hmm. and so that so he sort of puts it together that um mi6 has something to do with the fact that joan and mycroft are not dead right 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 right. because this is a yeah um yeah so um he turns to uh, the guys um, and he says, thank you for bringing home my partner in one piece. And I know that they've had this relationship established for a while, but I do love to hear him call Joan his partner. Um, mm-hmm. And then Sherlock's like, so, Mycroft, you fucking buffoon. You you got tangled up with something. You had to get MI6 to help us out, you know, t- to solve this. And you're working with MI6 now. And um, Mycroft says something that I thought was I thought was funny. And also, like, I feel like I could see Sherlock in an alternate timeline introducing himself like this, um, mm. where he says, I don't work with British intelligence. I am British intelligence. Boo. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sherlock is basically he, Sherlock basically comes to the conclusion in his mind that MI6 um, bailed Mycroft out. 
um, and that my and that Mycroft was going to be taken away by MI6, and that he wouldn't mm. have to see him again. And then Mycroft says, you know, I don't work with for British intelligence. I am British intelligence, and you know, yes. And oh we, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then we get, um, and then we get the long intro. We get the long intro again. I hope next week is short, just because I I feel like when you do a part two of something, you don't need the full intro again. Yeah, yeah, just right into the meat of the uh, of the app. Yeah, exactly. We know what we're watching. Yeah, and then <laughs> after the long intro, <laughs> I like really like that. After the intro, uh, Sherlock and and Minecraft are still bitching in the brownstone. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're in the kitchen now, and uh, Mycroft is. Um, holding a little jar that he found in the kitchen. And Sherlock's like, I can't believe that MI6 would hire you. I mean, like, you're a dope. Like, what could you possibly, you know, provide for them? And and Mycroft is like, I'm actually a really valuable asset and I'm very smart. And Sherlock is like, the jar you're holding is full of deadly mold. Can you put it down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mycroft's like, it. <laughs> um, you know, because he loves to do science in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Who Who doesn't? Exactly. Um, Sherlock's, like, science experiments always kind of... I know that he's doing, like... He's, like, observing the effects of blah, blah, blah. Time on ham that's left outside or, you know, whatever the mold thing is. It does always kind of feel like science the way that, like, little kids would do science, like, with mud and sticks and rocks and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, water. Like, I'm making a scientific solution. Yeah, yeah. In the days before the slime, uh, the slime craze, you know, mm-hmm. I I vividly remember digging holes for experimentation uh, in the backyard of my mm-hmm. house. Yeah. Experiment number one: Can I dig a hole to the other side of the earth? You know, in- t- results inconclusive. <laughs> right. Got tired and had to go in for dinner. Was not able to finish the test. <laughs> so Mycroft explains that. He didn't plan to work for British intelligence. Uh, Lemelieu just came up to him one day and offered him this deal when he was like not doing great with the restaurant. So like a lot of the story that he told was like was basically true of Lemelieu like coming in and being like, oh, we can help you out in your bad economic situation. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They're twirling their mustaches while they're doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like. They offered me a, gave me an offer I couldn't refuse, but I was going to anyway because I'm a brave man with integrity. And then, of course, before he could get back to Lemelieu and say no, MI6 contacted him and was like, hey, we've been spying on Lemelieu and we would like you to take the deal, please. And then you can be our eyes and ears in Lemelieu. Yeah. And then, of course, he can't just say, you know, I don't know, feeling this is very Mycroft. He's like, Turns out I was really good at it. Yeah, yeah, he's very much kind of like I'm. I'm. I'm actually epic, actually, Sherlock. <laughs> so, um, right. back up. Yeah, turns yeah. out I have a knack for holding secrets. So, like everyone was telling me their secrets. Yeah, and I knew exactly how to take everyone down. So, this I was just like, whatever. Yeah, it really says something about Mycroft that you can learn that he's a spy. And I still don't think he's cool. Yeah, it it really doesn't matter to me. Like, and and in a realistic way, he's not a spy. He's a he's an asset. He's a front. He's a yeah. He, he's a he's an eyes and ears kind of guy. Like like he he's could like a be, CI. Yeah, he's just he's just some he's just some rich guy with a restaurant 
and he's like got a really kick-ass cordon bleu that the French really like. So they wanted to do business with him, but also maybe they didn't want to do business with him specifically. They just wanted to hold him up for money, and it's just it just became this whole thing where he was put in a situation that he didn't deserve to be in. Like there are people who are yeah. unpre- there are people who are unprepared for adventure to be thrust upon them, and then there's people who do have adventure thrust upon them, and he is definitely one of the latter. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's just he's he's just a guy who was in the right place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's not epic. He's not a spy. He's the guy that the spies wink at on their way to like arrest the bad guy or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Sherlock can't believe this because he's like, "Are you telling me that you have been an asset for MI6 for over a decade and you didn't tell me?" Yeah, and Mike yeah. was like, "Oh, because we're so close." I thought that was strange. I did not. I did not remember that that was the timeline of that. That he's been working with MI6 for so long. Yeah, I guess. I guess it must have been at some point early on in his restaurant's um, life that he yeah. became involved. So yeah. Yeah, because now Diogenes is not suffering financially at all. So. Right. 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 Yeah. God, what a, what a, what a, I never really mentioned this because I don't think I've been in an, I don't think we've talked about an episode where it's Mycroft and I've been on, but mm-hmm. like to call your fucking highfalutin fucking like fancy pants ass fucking restaurant Diogenes, it just, it just screams like, like British f- uh, fucking tone deaf, like, like, like bullshit. Like, like Diogenes was a, a, a guy who lived in a bathtub on the streets of athens he he's the he's he was the joker of the of the of the of the ancient greek philosophy world like (laughs) and it's like oh i'm going to name my my restaurant diogenes do i serve greek food who knows fuck you (laughs) oh my gosh yeah i'm gonna open a restaurant in England and charge like a lot of money for all the food there and it's going to be called Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to have Joaquin specials, you're going to have um mm-hmm. you know. Uh but ironically, they only take reservations. They don't take right. Joaquins. That's right. That's right. <sighs> uh that's funny. I didn't know that about Diogenes. Um that does sound like something Mycroft would do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, Sherlock blames Mycroft for Joan being in danger, and Mycroft blames Sherlock for Joan being in danger because he's like, you were the one that started poking around my restaurant, like some kind of freaking detective or something. (laughs) Um, So that's, you know, that's why that would have, that's why it happened. And he says, well, whatever, my handler wants to meet us both tomorrow. He wants to see us both. Uh, And... He's like, and this is another offer you can't, you really shouldn't refuse, whatever. Yeah. So they go to this place. I wrote this in my notes as, so this is a, this is a exclusive looking club and there's only gentlemen there. Yeah. So, so I did write that it was a gentleman's club. I don't think that's what it's called. <laughs> right. Right. I think, yeah. I think it's a country club. Maybe. A, yeah. Yeah. Maybe a queen and country club. Uh, yeah, yeah, for British. sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah, it's just, like, super expensive. Everything's dark mahogany and leather chairs and boot. Um, they see 
Mycroft's handler, and he is the Britishest man in the world. Sherrington is his name. Sherrington. Uh, yeah, he's he's in a very overly stuffed chair. He says, "Good good morning, gentlemen. Welcome to this very exclusive club. Everyone here is a bit misanthropic. Nobody pays attention to anything else you're saying." <laughs> he doesn't talk like that, but he is British, so yeah, he he he, he, yeah, he might as well. And and I Sherlock, uh, to his credit, you know, I've given I've given Sherlock a hard time uh, for not sort of like not being harsh enough with intelligence agencies and like government mm-hmm. agencies. He he looks at this man, um, Mycroft's handler, and he mm-hmm. says, "Nice to meet you." overthrown any good governments lately yes <laughs> and yes. i and i was just like and i heard that and i was like go f- get his ass <laughs> yes yes sherlock says don't care didn't ask plus you're british l plus ratio um <laughs> he says uh can we cut the chit chat i've got a traumatized friend at home i just he cares about joan so much yeah he loves her so he's just like, yeah, 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 blah, 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 blah. What, what do we have to say if anybody asks us about this? Like, why, what? And the guy is like, well, actually, uh, we kind of completely disappeared the entire incident and made it look like DeSoto ran off with the list by himself and killed all his own men. And uh, nobody knows that you were there at all. So that you're, you're all set. There's nothing else <laughs> that you have to know. And Sherlock's like, great. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then... <laughs> The way he says this, I thought was really weird. Sherrington is like, I have, I have something, uh, you know, a request for you. You might call it a case. I'm just like, who doesn't call it a case? Yeah. What, oh yeah, what the yeah. fuck were you going to say? Crimey, wimey, solvey, mystery? <laughs> right. That's what they call it in British, in Britain. Yeah. You, you might, you might say it's a, a case. So. A bit saying, of a, a bit of a who done it? Are you up for it? <laughs> We just need you to take a looksy-loo around the the old, um... Nope. Can't think of a funny way of doing it, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I wish I hadn't gotten lost in this in that grocery store. I would have been able to record earlier. I, my brain would be working a little better. Um, uh, so, the Sherrington, like, basically um, is convincing Sherlock that he should listen because he's like well listen i saved your i saved your partner's life last night and sherlock's like i am grateful to you for that and he says and i saved your brother's life and sherlock says and i can let that slide this time (laughs) yeah yeah so so he's convinced they're like all we need he's like all we need is um there's this guy arthur west and he was killed recently in what looks like a robbery gone wrong and um, they're like, we just need you to poke around and, you know, see if maybe something else is happening. And if there's anything else of note, tell us and we'll we'll take it from there. Yeah. And Mycroft is like, Sherlock, you can't take this case from MI6. Like, he basically says, like, you can't work for MI6. When I told Joan I worked for MI6, she was pissed. <laughs> and Sherlock is like, I'm doing a different thing than you're doing in every way. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I'm doing one case to return the favor, and also I'm not trying to sleep with her and go- going to be actively lying to her about it. 
So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sherlock just basically owns everyone's ass in this fucking scene. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. He really like. There are some episodes where Sherlock is really presented as a flawed individual and you know a human with um fallibilities and you know deficiencies in certain things this is not one of those episodes yeah this is this is sherlock at his most trying bitch like <laughs> like 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 you you feel like that like at any moment he could be told something and he could look someone in the eye and basically dr manhattan their ass <laughs> Like, I could see him just being like, mm hmm, okay, yeah, I understand your point. Boom! And just like poking somebody's eyes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just like walking away. Yeah, uh, it's good. Um, so, and, and Sherlock also says, like, yeah, and based on how Joan was treating you, like, I don't think she's any of your concern anymore. Uh, bye. So, so we learn more about Arthur West. So Arthur West was another asset who was uh, very important, got a lot of good information for them. And then uh, every once in a while, he just like didn't have anything. And he would kind of go dormant. And then he would come back with, with something else juicy. And um, at a certain point, he got, um, he was developing mental problems. He had a mental illness of some kind. I don't know if they name it, but. Yeah, they don't mention it. They basically say that his report started being... First, his reports started becoming more infrequent, and then the reports that they were getting didn't lead anywhere. Mm-hmm. They were kind of these dead ends, and so they kind of cut him off slightly. Uh, they basically mm-hmm. cut him. They basically cut him off, and they were like, "Well, we'll we'll take we'll take your statements and stuff, but we're not really gonna follow up on any of that." And then, yeah, two weeks before he uh, dies, he sends them a message. Um, that's, uh, that says that he has info that would be integral to the survival of the agency itself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, big deal. Um, and so he's like, so the guy's like, so I don't know if that's related or, you know, if he was crying wolf again. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's all we got. And then Sherlock is just kind of like, okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just leaves. Um, and Joan, we go to the we go back to the brownstone, and Joan is on Microsoft tablet watch. Microsoft tablet watch. Microsoft Surface with Windows ten. She is ten 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 ten. This is how you know it's not the real world because she's not searching on Google. She's on some other random site. Yeah, she's she's on Bing. Yeah, I think she's on Bing. And uh, so she's searching, like, the keywords of this whatever happened last night. So, like, the news from last night. And um, Sherlock's like, hey, how are you? And uh, she says, yeah, I'm not finding anything about, you know, the news. And Sherlock's like, yeah, well, we're working with spies, so they're pretty good at covering stuff up. Yeah. And then I would be – I'm interested to know your interpretation of this because um, Sherlock – starts to apologize to Joan and he's like, you know, I'm so sorry for everything that happened to you and anything that, you know, might have been my part in it. And she like cuts him off and is just like, so what was that meeting you were you were at? Do you think that that's her saying he doesn't need to apologize? Yeah, I I would think so. I think I think um we've gotten to this point in their relationship where Sherlock is comfortable owning up to his mistakes. Mm-hmm. And 
Joan is comfortable believing that he's sorry. Um, like, they have this established form of trust. And so I think Joan sort of, like, cutting Sherlock's apology short is kind of just, like... It's this, it's this element that's, like, kind of weird. Joan acts very strangely this episode in general. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's partly due to the fact that... Um, it feels like I don't want to say she's like a woman in distress, but mm-hmm. um, she. It, it feels like very much like the writing. This episode is putting Joan in a, in a position where she can make decisions that are questionable, but um, they can be hand waved away by saying, "Oh, she's just, you know, she's faced the barrel of a gun and she's mm-hmm. survived." So, you know, you know, yeah, it, she's I, just it's like. like- shaken up right now yeah it's not my favorite way to explain um it's uh, like the like the like the erratic actions of a character but Mm -hmm. rather rather than it turning but it's but so it can usually turn out one of two ways in a in a piece of media it can either be the the person who has the near-death experience either completely shuts down and becomes Mm -hmm. gun shy or they become this person who makes rash decisions. Mm-hmm. And th- this is sort of like, this episode is very much the latter form of the category, which, I don't know, it doesn't really seem like like consistent with Joan's character. She always seems more level-headed, but mm-hmm. she's also, at the end of the day, she's also flawed too, is that she yeah. she has this mentality, I think it, and I think it's kind of hinted at as like coming from her work as like a doctor, um, where she just works. She she puts mm-hmm. her she puts her focus into working, and that's what sort of um, gets her further along from from where she was um, with regard to like traumatic events or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and I think it is worth saying too that like this might be a little uncharacteristic for Joan, but this is like the two days after. You know, she's been kidnapped. She's been, um, you know, she thought she was going to die. Um, so I think eventually she will have a more, you know, I think next, maybe next episode or or whatever, um, she'll have a, a, a better handle on it. But yeah, I, th- I think when like weird stuff, ha- when bad stuff happens, you just kind of are weird for a couple days. <laughs> um, but I yeah. I don't, I, I do wish that she had a little more, I don't know, she, she, she does feel kind of reactive in this episode. She like she feels like the person that something bad happened to, and then the two men are talking about, you know, everything else around that, but not, you know, just with the, um, with the the gravity of the situation being like, look what happened to Joan. Look what she had to go through, and like, she doesn't really do anything in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Investigate. Yeah, yeah. She um. You know, and 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 I think she, I think Joan's character is that, um, you know, she kind of doesn't really accept the idea that like bad things happen to her that she can't work work through. Mm-hmm. She's she's had a lot to think about and and stuff and yeah and um and yeah there there'll be more um about Joan and some of the decisions she's gonna make later on in the episode that mm-hmm. kind of reflect that. Joan has an interior thought process. Not everything that happens in her head, she immediately has to talk about, you know? Yeah. She, she tends to sort of, like, think about things for a long time and then um, sort of, like, announce them. Yeah. She is kind of a reflection, I feel like. Um, I mean, it, it. 
she's a character in the show, so she's going to have a reaction to the other characters on the show. But I kind of feel like this episode was a lot about Mycroft and him, like, not rehabilitating his his image, but, you know, kind of getting back in the good graces of his brother and Joan. And, like, she's kind of... It seems like she's basically in the episode to be, like, Mycroft bad. And then, like, later, like, Mycroft good. You know? That's how I yeah. felt. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's also just because I, I don't believe it when she's like, wow, Mycroft is so sexy and hot. Like, I'm like, no. Who... who I- who likes this man? No one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't want to believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so anyway, so Joan asks about um the the meeting. Um, Sherlock says, I feel like this is something that has that has happened kind of the other way. Um, Sherlock says, well, I've been in, inso- I've been assigned an investigative task, and I'm gonna do this for the thing because they saved your life. And Joan says, what do we need to do? She's like yeah. immediately just like, yeah, me and you, bud, we're doing it. And Sherlock's like, yeah. no, 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 you don't like, I'm not expecting you to help at all. Like you can, but I'm not expecting you to. And she's like, no, I want to. So. Yeah. They go to the morgue. Yeah. With uh, Eugene. Eugene. Yes. Hawes, I think is his name. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. The, really, the morgue guy that we like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got, he's, he's got, he, he, yeah, he's kind of cool. Yeah. They pull him out of, they pull the dead guy, uh, Arthur, out of the, the man cabinet. And they're like, huh. Hey, uh, did this guy have limbs when you looked at him? <laughs> yeah. And Gina's like, uh, yes. What? <laughs> and he's just, uh, his arms are just chopped off. Yeah, yeah. Talk about a farewell to arms. <laughs> <laughs> Literature. Literature. Arms. Yeah. There's he this man was exercising his right to bear um bear arms. <laughs> and then Obama came along and took him. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. This man has yeah. no arms now. I think it's really funny to see the like autopsy scars, and then just his arms are gone. <laughs> like, they're, yeah. the, you know, the autopsy scars are all like sewn up neatly, and then it's just like, oh, and then someone yanked his arms out. Like, <laughs> um. Anyway, so interesting. Yeah. They bring in uh Captain and Bell. Uh, yeah. Because this is now definitely not just a robbery gone wrong and the uh, captain is like oh why were you looking at this guy anyway and sherlock's like um i was bored this is our hobby so. <laughs> and, and, and sherlock's the only person in alive i think who could get away with saying just fun just a bit of fun mate just just having a larf um yeah because they do this like when there's no cases going on they'll just be like hey can we look at all the bodies and they just do. So he has perfect cover to just be like, um, I don't know, just wanted to. And if you uh, buy a lab coat from Amazon.com, and fa- <laughs> you too can go into any morgue and look at bodies. The cabinets aren't locked, because who would want to steal that shit? Um, <laughs> what are you going to do, take their arms? 
What are you going to do? Break them up into carryable pieces and take them out one by one? No. So Captain is theorizing that this must have been an inside job with someone at the morgue because how are you going to how are you going to get into the morgue? Takes chop saw someone's chop someone's arm off. Um just walk away. And Sherlock's like, I don't think anyone here did it because I have a nose for traitors. So <laughs> I don't what think a, that what a, that's what true. A, yeah, what would that what would that mean? Like if it was literal. Like let's say that <laughs> let's say that you let's say that you uh you're playing like a superhero game and you get to make a character, right? Uh-huh. And and you have a and you can choose the ability a nose for traitors. Like what would uh-huh. that even how would that work? Like like mm. y- like 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 you know like who in your friend group is the imposter just <laughs> j- just through scent alone i yeah i mean maybe that's a power that jesus had <sighs> right like he just gets a whiff at that supper and he's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah one of you is gonna betray me yeah like tomorrow one um, of you's really sus right now one of you is sussy baka as hell um J- judas did you come out of that vent <laughs> I saw. I, I heard because I because I because I heard the vent close, and then I saw you around the corner. And there you were, and then I can smell something coming off of you. Yeah, um. yeah. <laughs> I think I think a nose for traitors is what the song "Smell Your Dick" is about. <laughs> I would have to hear it to know. I, I have not heard that recently. Yeah. Probably for the best. Anyway. <laughs> okay. No. No. <laughs> So, um, Joan, uh, Joan talks to Sherlock, you know, just the two of them. And she's like, so, um, you don't think somebody in the morgue did this, but why didn't you just tell them like what's going on? And Sherlock's like, well, we can't break, uh, Mycroft's cover and expose him as not being a fucking oaf. Um, (laughs) yeah. Got him again. Got him. Um, and this I just wrote Joan equals pretty. Um, yeah. She looked nice in this scene. Uh, <laughs> that's why. She, that's why you know. You know. It's it, it's very fitting that it's it, it's at the corner office slash morgue where Joan looks the most drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> yes, yes, and I'm living. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they look at the pictures of the 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 body before the autopsy and everything, and. The body looked normal. It had arms. Um, yep. The arms had some like dry skin on them, but other than that, they were just arms. Well, well, well. Specifically, um, Sherlock identifies them as eczema scars mm. or eczema tissue. Um, and and um, and I thought, well, it's pretty it's some pretty dramatic eczema, but like you know, as somebody with skin issues, you know, like mm. shit sh- 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 can just get out of control like that sometimes. Mm. Are you saying you have eczema to this degree localized entirely on your two arms? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I that that's all that's all just my um you know, that's just the curse that I was given at birth. <laughs> okay. Um that was a steamed hams reference. I don't Oh. Did that come through? Oh, no, cuz I'm dumb. You're not dumb. I just changed too many of the words for it to be recognizable. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so one thing that they do find in the picture, though, is some extremely 
customized shopping bags. Um, so I've never seen this, but uh, the there's like paper grocery bags in the kitchen, you know, like next to where the body was found or whatever. Yeah. And uh, they don't just say the name of the place. They say the name and the location, like its address and like the neighborhood it's in. Yeah. And uh, just again, just like real helpful clue, really really lucky that that's the one she went to and not the one not to like the trader joe's next door yeah um, yeah or the or the whole foods or whatever mm-hmm. um so sherlock is like check out where this these uh, groceries came from because he, arthur's ex-wife said that she hadn't seen him in forever but these groceries came from her neighborhood not his so she is buying him groceries, and we all know we all know what that means. Yep. Right. Yep. It it, me- um, it means that he has groceries. It means that he has groceries and no car. And no car. Yes. Need me an ex-wife like that. Uh, so they go they go to visit the ex-wife. She's got all these tattoos on her arms and her chest and stuff. She looks kind of cool. And yeah, yeah, Marion. Yeah, she's kind of she. Yeah, she's she's pretty nice. She's Marianne. got a cool. She's got a cool apartment. She got like um, yeah. I don't know. Like yeah. just just looking at all the apartments of uh, elementary. You know, mm. my mind always just goes to like that's like high four figures now. Oh yeah, I I didn't think that with this. I wasn't thinking about that with this apartment. But when you see a Mycroft where Mycroft is staying, insanely yeah. expensive. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, so they go to, they, they talk to the ex-wife. They're like, why did you say that you haven't talked to him in weeks when, look at these grocery bags, groceries don't lie. And she says- We know that women be shopping and we know that you be shopping at this grocery store near your house. Exactly. You're telling me a man bought these groceries? No. Um, these shopping bags were full of things that weren't just Pillsbury pizza pops. So we know <laughs> that he wasn't shopping for himself. Exactly. Explain. There isn't, there isn't just frozen Salisbury steak dinners in here. Um, yeah. So she says, look, I, you know, we're not involved or anything. I was just helping him out because he's a nice guy, but my my boyfriend can get jealous and he was there when the police were asking me about him so you know i already did i realized or i i figured i don't know anything anyway so i'll just say i haven't seen him because whatever yeah um, yeah and this is just red flag break up with him like yeah, don't, wait 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 you're you're buying groceries for your ex who has life issues you're you're, Babe, what the fuck? He's your ex-husband. He's seen you naked. Just because he has severe mental illness that could like cause him to not eat for days doesn't mean that he's not still your ex. There's no way when he sees you bringing food that he desperately needs to live, he's not thinking about boning down. Babe, <sighs> come on. can't believe you ba- do this to me. Babe, you you go to the store, you be shopping with my money for this guy? <laughs> She's like, I have my own salary. I I don't spend your money on it. I'm, I'm a kick-ass tattoo artist, and I don't need your money? But conceptually, you know what I mean? Like, I'm spending all this time working to take care of you. 
and you're spending all this time being shopping you're you you went shopping for a guy who was later murdered in a brutal way in his home where is this guy i'm gonna kick his ass You ever you ever see you ever see the Chris Fleming video where he's where he's like impersonating like a like a Christmas party, and he and he's talking about the guy from Boston. He, he, like, there's this character where he, where he plays or is, where he's like a, a dad from Boston, and he has like mm-hmm. his arms out at his sides, and he's like, "I'm not gonna beat up anybody. I'm not gonna beat up a gay guy because it's Christmas." Like, <laughs> like, like, like that's what I imagine the boyfriend to be like, like just uh, some fucking asshole. I'm not going to beat him up because he got murdered, and that sucks for him. Um, but also, stay away from my girl. Right. Oh man, yes, this guy sucks. Guy we don't sucks. even see him, and we and, we're, and we hate him. Yes, the one piece of information we have about him is bad. He is he is so possessive. He interfered with a murder investigation <laughs> without even being. Without even being the one talking. Yeah. Come on. That's fucked up. Um, so anyway, so they go into the other room. And Sherlock's like, wow, you got some cool tattoo stuff here. You know, I have some cool tattoos as well. I'm a Scorpio. Uh, <laughs> and wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> what, is, what does that mean? He didn't, he didn't say that part, but he does have a tattoo that's like the horoscope sign for oh, Scorpio, I, I think. I, I had no idea. Sorry. I'm also a Scorpio. So I was like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> what, what do you mean by that? Nothing. Just that he's cunning and, you know, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Nosy as hell. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's a, that's a big mood. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's like, she says, oh yeah, that's. Um, that's my stuff. That's the, that tattoo stuff. The tattoo equipment um, is mine. And Sherlock is like, oh, that's interesting. You have all these tattoos and your ex-husband didn't really seem to have any tattoos at all. And the wife just says like, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And then they cut. Like, <laughs> No, my, my favorite part is that um, the scene ends with Sherlock like talking to like 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 he he's like behind her like work desk oh yes and, and he's fiddling with this little like black light uh-huh. and and he's like he yeah as as you've described perfectly he's like oh yeah it's interesting that he didn't have any tattoos and he's like turning on the, the black light he's turning the black light on and off like he's trying to activate the manchurian candidate like <laughs> like he's trying to he's trying to like send send morse code like What's up? What's up with you, really? You know, right? And, Morse, and Morse code is, or did he? <laughs> yeah, dun dun dun. <laughs> like, the, yeah, that's that that like 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 he was turning the light on to the tune of dun dun dun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Got to match the spy element, you know. True. So Sherlock Sherlock calls Joan, and Joan is in um, Arthur's apartment. And um, Sherlock's like, hey, does he have like, I saw in the picture he has some saran wrap. Does he have like soap and moisturizer and medical tape? Uh Uh-huh. He does fucking, fucking blew the case wide open. And it's like, okay. I I love this. I love the scene for one thing, because it's basically a scene where Joan gets called on the phone Mm -hmm. and Sherlock just kind of like moves the case along. 
Uh-huh. But and she and she's technically in the scene, uh-huh. but also like, who cares? Uh huh. <laughs> she she but, just he says, does he have blah 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 blah? And she goes, yeah. Why? Like she just, she doesn't even have to rifle around for anything. Like it's just like basically all right there. Yeah. Yeah. They try to make it a little sound a little more specialized because he's like an antibacterial soap. Have you seen a soap in the last 10 years that doesn't say antibacterial on it? No, and 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 also just, you know, I I don't really want to talk about soap and antibacterial stuff anymore because Jordan Canning just ruined soap for me and just there, there's 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 a history there. And so okay. <laughs> But also also news uh, like rewind to like 2 years ago. Um mm-hmm. every time I I wash my hands I mm-hmm. sing in my head the song that you sang on HKIP about the co- about COVID to, to to time how long I have to wash my hands for. Was it to this, the, the uh, tune it's, of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Yeah, yeah. I think that was Caroline that sang uh, that. I think? I think. I, Why would maybe, my brain assign that to someone else if I did it? No, I think I think it was... Yeah, sends it sends it back to virus hell or whatever. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Novel coronavirus has a lipid outer shell. Washing soap and water sends it back to virus hell. Amazing. Amazing. Vintage H Kip. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely no like like yeah, all soap is antibacterial by nature, so mm-hmm. kinda weird. I also but- when I was when I was still like, you know, trying to wash my hands for a full 20 seconds, um, I heard that if you sing happy birthday twice, that's 20 seconds. So I decided to do that in the most unhinged way possible, which was <laughs> you just repeat every line twice, um, which is extremely unsettling. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, no. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there's a bit in um the strangers uh which is a horror movie from 2008 mm-hmm. where where um a record player gets knocked Ooh. and like it like it keeps repeating this one phrase on this record while this woman's being chased by a murderer and it's like it's like that's the that's the vibe I'm getting from <laughs> yes. this new version of happy birthday it's happy birthday <laughs> as sung by a by a murderous algorithm that's glitching out it's Happy birthday, Tiny Tim. Uh, brackets fucked up. <laughs> yeah. For 10 hours. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, what I love about this scene as well is that um, the thing that's super weird about the scene is that, like, <laughs> like 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 Sherlock calls calls Joan and and like lists off these very normal things, mm-hmm. you know, medical tape, antibacterial soap, and moisturizer. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like the only way that you could possibly think that this is suspicious is that a guy living by himself with moisturizer <laughs> is definitely weird. Yes, yes, absolutely. Does he have Does he have um like more than one towel? <laughs> right. Does his, is his antibacterial soap in a pump and not the same bar that he uses in the shower as well? Is his bar of soap not three little tiny bars of soap put together? <laughs> oh my god. Does yes. his toilet paper look used? My god. <laughs> 
just as I suspected. <laughs> and they're He's... not even like I don't even think the the items are all like grouped together on one shelf. No, because then no. it would be like, why do you have Saran wrap in the bathroom? You know, like whatever. And then... <laughs> yeah, you're trying to prank yourself. <laughs> you're covering your own shampoo bottles with Saran. No, no, you're covering your own toilet bowl. It's you're it's a whole the... thing. Oh God, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it sounds like a very effective prank. Um, yeah, super effective. So uh, Joan is like, wow, the, the questions you asked have a result. So Sherlock is like, I think that he has invisible ink tattoos that are only activated under UV light. And Joan is like, you hear how crazy that sounds, right? Which, no, it, it sounds exactly as crazy as anything else that's ever happened on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, like, two episodes ago, they got attacked by microscopic robotic drones. <laughs> like, One of the all-time great fucking great episodes of TV. <laughs> A cute little metallic guy. Um, but yeah, Joan is like, you realize how great... And Sherlock's like, well, we've entered the world of spidum, Joan. This is what it's gonna be like um that it kind of reminds me of those like those people that have like one inside joke and they're just like we're so weird yeah yeah you know it's like okay yeah calm down this is the regular clue just like all the other clues you use okay (laughs) exactly exactly so uh joan goes back to the brownstone and um mycroft is waiting there for her and he's like Sherlock's not here. Bye. And like goes to go in. And he's like, no, I'm here to talk to you. And she just says, no. Mycroft's like, what? No to what? And she's like, I don't know. Whatever you're about to say. No. No, I'm not okay. No, we can't get back together. No, I'm not interested in, in talking. No, blah, blah, blah. Um, no, I'm not okay, I think she says as well. Yes. Yes. And uh, Mycroft is like... I'm not here to ask for anything. You know, I just wanted to offer my apology. And, you know, I it, I hate that, you know, this happened to you. And if you never want to see me again, I totally understand. Yeah. And Joan just puts on her sunglasses in the middle, you know, in, in the evening, in the darkness yeah. and says, Yeah. Good. Yeah. And then uh, super hot fire. Oh, sound effect yeah. plays. Yes, exactly, exactly. She, she says, I don't want to see you again, not because I was almost killed, but because I cannot believe a word that comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And then her final, uh, uh, she has her own Dr. Manhattan moment when she says, "What?" Uh, um, she says, Holmes may be insensitive, but he mm-hmm. deserves better than you, and so do I. Yeah. She says, uh, she also says, like, he's insensitive and, and invasive and whatever, but I know exactly where I stand with him. Whereas uh, Mycroft, having lied for so many years to everyone, she's like, yeah. what kind of person can do that and feel okay? Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. He deserves better and so do I. Damn. Mm-hmm. And then she walks She walks away. She goes into the brownstone and they have this like kind of far away shot of Mycroft like looking sad. And I did feel sad for like two seconds. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I'm like one time I was... Um, my friend and I saw this uh, weird looking cloud in the sky and we like made fun of it for how weird of a cloud it, it was. And then it um, like disintegrated. And I was like, we bullied it so hard it died. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> and I kind of just feel like 
<laughs> like we're we've been cutting down Mycroft so so hard, and now he's like he just is down in this moment, and I'm like, oh, oops, yeah, uh, sorry, man. But also, over a decade is a long time. <laughs> long time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and 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 you know he was he he sat in that and so so when he when he mentions that he's that he is British intelligence, mm-hmm. he says that in front of Joan as just after she gets checked up by the doctor, mm-hmm. and he he like looks at Sherlock. He's like, I'm I I don't work for British intelligence. I am British intelligence, mm-hmm. and for for a guy to. Like, tough talk for somebody who almost got someone murdered to then later be like, I'm epic, actually. Yeah. Afterwards. Like, yeah, you don't understand. Like, this was all going to my plan. Like, Ooh, bad plan, dude. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah. you know, like, like even if, even if he wasn't, like, someone who was keeping this up for so long, maybe if he, maybe even if he was somebody who just got caught up in a whirlwind of international spy deception, the mm-hmm. fact that you thought that you were cool while doing it and that you tried right. to play it off as cool, like, like, like hours after it happened, mm-hmm. like, like, no, I wouldn't want to talk to Mycroft either. Yeah. Yeah. And in that scene too, Joan is like, I've already heard all this. I don't need to hear it again. I'm going to go to sleep. And it just shows like how done she is with it. Like, I, I feel like if it, if it was a cool story and she was like, check this out, Sherlock, he's a spy. Like, you know, she might stay, but she's just For like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you get to learn that your brother is a liar too. See you. Um, yeah. 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 So Sherlock breaks into the old man's uh um the old man collection area (laughs) yeah uh i don't know how to say gentleman's club without saying gentleman's club it's not a gentleman it's not a quote-unquote gentleman's club but it is a club for gentlemen um so anyway, he he breaks in. He's talking to. He goes up to Sherrington, and Sherrington's like, "Oh, I didn't know that you were here." And Sherlock's like, "I, I challenged myself to see if I could um, get in through a, a unobserved entrance, um, just to see if I could. I could. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Just, I love. It. He's just like, hey, you got a little hole in your security, right? Boink, right here. Yeah. Um, so." There's this even older, even Britisher man um, sitting in a, a tufted chair, and Sir James Walter, Ooh. Deputy Chief of SIS. More quiet. What does SIS stand for? Uh, my jowls are taking over. Just give me one moment. <laughs> one moment. Let me just tame them. Keep between and Travis. <laughs> Sherlock, I'm sure you've been briefed about your mission, but have you been briefed about Brexit? Do you know the terrible effect these taxes will have on our country? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Sherlock explains everything that he's figured out about the tattoo and the ex-wife and the blah, blah, blah. And um, Deputy Chief SIS says, you found all this out by from a shopping bag? And Charlotte's <laughs> like, yes, I have this super secret spy ability called looking at things. Oh. No one else seems to have it. Fucking wrecked. Wrecked. Um, and then, okay, 
He says <laughs> the uh, my theory right now is that the killers stole something from Arthur's apartment and then later learned about the whatever code is on the arms or whatever tattoos are on the arms and went back for the arms. Um, and then he says, uh, but that's all I have so far. And Sherrington's like, so far, you're going to keep working for us? Oh, yeah, this. this. And Sherlock says, um, well, I can't drop the case now because I'm marked T for mature Mpreg Sherlock slash reader with it. I'm quite pregnant with it now, he says. <laughs> he says he says it in a slightly more normal way, but he does say that he's pregnant with it. I'm quite pregnant with it now. And then just kind of looks at them and is like, goodbye. <laughs> just... They don't even say congratulations. What the fuck? Yeah. Mazeltov, Sherlock. Um <laughs> so uh Back at the brownstone, once again, Joan says, The thing you discovered is true, Sherlock. Um, she just got off the phone with the ME, and he's he looked at the, the pictures again, like pre-autopsy pictures again, and uh, it does look like the arms have some kind of pattern on them in the, like, eczema, you know. Um, yeah. In the ir- the dry skin. Um, yeah. But they, he, it's not, like, enough to be able to see what, what it was. Um and then Sherlock is like, you know, Joan, I have a character backstory as well. And if you ever want to talk about it, uh, you know, he says, I know, I know what it's like to be deceived by a lover. I write right. yeah. Moriarty. I was like, yes, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your yeah. only lover ever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, he's it's it's really nice because he says, like, you know, I hate to talk about it, but if you want to talk, we can. Um, and Joan says, um, well, I want to talk about something, but not Mycroft, actually. But then, knock, knock. The ex-Mrs. West is here. Yes. Who, why, how she know where he lives? Uh, but she, she comes in and, you know, she's looking for Sherlock and she says, you know, I've been, I've been followed ever since Arthur died, but I have evaded my, my tale this time. And... Arthur told me if anything were to happen to him, you're the only man in New York City who would be able to figure it out. And Sherlock's like, well, that is true. But also weird because I didn't know him. Yeah, I I don't know who that is at all. Yeah. And she's like, well, I, he knew you. And uh, so first of all, she's like, here, I have the, um, I have photos. I did the, I did his arm tattoos and I couldn't tell you at the time. I don't remember why she couldn't tell him then, but um, she's like, here, I, here are the photos of what he got tattooed on him. And it's just like lines and lines and lines of like numbers and jumbled letters. Um, and it's kind of like what it would look like if you, like if you had a TI-85 calculator and you like sat on it and then like threw it in your backpack and like jiggled it around and stuff for like 10 minutes. Um, yeah 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 he's got an arg on his arms <laughs> it's an arm reality game arm reality game, yes and snake um <laughs> so th- there's just this shot of once she hands the photo of the arm tattoos to sherlock and joan um that i think i'm gonna grab and 
and share because Sherlock just has his like thinking face on, but just like kind of like scowly, frowny, like. Mm. Um, it's just funny. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Sherlock pulls some really good faces. He always does. Um, so basically, Arthur knew who Sherlock was because when Sherlock was still in London, being special, being the specialist boy in London, um, MI6 was like, "Hey, look how sp- look how special that little boy is." Um, and by little boy, I mean fully grown man. Um, yeah. And they were like, we got to we gotta get somebody on this guy and make sure that he's not being special in a, you know, hates the country, wants to blow it up kind of way. Um, and Arthur was assigned as an analyst to follow, well, not follow Sherlock, but like gather data on him. So like spy on him and then, you know, analyze that data and figure out, is this guy a threat? Is he cool? Vibe check for Sherlock Holmes. For sure. For sure. And um, Marianne is like, he liked you. <laughs> he thought you were good. It sounds weird, but like he was on your side and somebody was going to do it. So it's better somebody that, you know, knows that you're a good dude. Yeah. See, see, sees what you're doing and thinks that it's good, actually. Yeah. Uh, and then I think they ask. Oh, Sherlock asks if um, she knew anything, if she heard anything about. Uh, his brother, like if if Arthur told her anything about Mycroft, and she was like, "Well, I knew he was an asset, so yes." Um, mm-hmm. And he would tell her things because as his his mind and his like grip on reality was was uh, you know fading, he would tell her his theories to try and you know make sure that what he was saying still made sense. Um, and then she says, "Okay, so I know what the numbers on the arms mean." Um, he thought that there was a mole in MI6. Yeah. And I don't know how the numbers connect to that or what they mean, but you're welcome. Yeah, the tattoos were his The tattoos were his backup copy. Yes. Oh, yeah, she's like, he figured that was, you know, a copy he would always have on him that no one could steal. Guess he was wrong. Like, yeah. yeah. They introduce something that doesn't come up in this episode, but must have something to do with next episode. Uh, there was a spy in New York City that Arthur like discovered, um, who was he, who he could like prove was talking to the mole, and it's this guy Julian Afkani. Um, yes, he, uh, he's a bookstore owner. Mm-hmm. Um, or Julian is, is he? Al- or is he? And I believe he is of Iranian descent. Like he's a, he's a, he's identified as an Iranian specific. Oh, okay. Um, asset, I believe, in this episode. I do not take as detailed notes as I could. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, that's 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 why I'm here. I also take relatively sparse notes, but what I I tend to just you know, it's a happy accident that we overlap. Yes, or we don't overlap. Yeah, we cover we cover all angles. Yes, yes. Um, extendo pointer watch. There was no extendo pointer in this episode. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a real shame. Uh, but but you know, I, th- there wasn't very much Gregson either. So there wasn't. I did notice that the way he talks is very peculiar. He, I don't. Uh, well, I mean, I'll yeah, I'll just say it now. I, he just kind of. It sounds like he memorized his lines. Like he was sent his lines on like a phone screen, and like where there are line breaks on the phone screen, he thinks that that's like a separate thought. 
but it's like that's the middle of your phrase man you're just emphasizing <laughs> the next thing you're saying just for no reason yeah yeah i'm sure i don't know i mean there's no way that he's like messing up his lines when he's doing that that must be some kind of you know aiden quinn acting choice that he's doing yeah i think maybe he what he's trying to do is like have a a character who speaks clearly and oddly but in a way where everybody can understand what he's saying yeah like he would not normally talk with this much detail but he has a lot of detail to convey to whoever he's speaking to so he has to push the words out of his mouth <clears throat> like um, hemingway what like 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 hemingway like how hemingway writes it's like these um these declarative statements you know it's like it's it's you know there's it's you know full of his works are full of them Sorry, Ernest Hemingway is the person who wrote A Farewell to Arms. Ah. Call back circle. to myself. Yeah. Yes. Call back to yourself. Um, so it's time to uh, try and decrypt these arm letters, arm numbers. Um, mm -hmm. They, uh, Sherlock is like sitting at the desk and he's going over all the pictures and he's got his laptop up, blah, blah, blah. Um, Joan comes downstairs and she looks pretty. Yep. Um, she's wearing a very flattering dress that was not super tight. And I was like, you look pretty and you're comfortable. I love that for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Sherlock is looking at the bookstore. He's pulled it up on, you know, Bing maps or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, this bookstore looks a lot like a bookstore, which means it's either really well disguised or it's a bookstore. Thanks. <laughs> Great. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. But no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> oh yes. But he has cracked a little bit of the thought of the. He's cracked a little bit of the code. He's pretty sure. So, um, the numbers are records of some kind of data. So every line is a string of numbers, and then the next line is, like, numbers and letters. And so the first, like, three digits of something, it's like he's found a three-digit section of the code that those three digits never are higher than 365. So it's like, yeah. that's the date. Um, and then, you know, so it's got the dates and the times of something. So yeah. the half cracked is, you know, pretty good. Yeah. Um, this now, now Sherlock is like, so you wanted to talk to me about something. I thought this scene was, I mean, it's always well acted, but I, I think this scene was kind of funny in the way it was written. Um, and I thought it was good. Um, because Joan says, um, yeah, I wanted to talk. Um, I'm moving out. And Sherlock says, of? She's like, of <laughs> the brownstone. <laughs> Like he just yeah. like does not compute, uh, and she says, "You know, it's it's time. I I need to get my own place." And he's like, "Uh, no, I don't think yeah. so." Yeah, yeah. You're just saying that because you had a, a terrible time the past couple days. This is a reaction. He says, "Codswell up" is his first word of his response. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Huh?" Yeah. Um. He's like, why would you say this in, you know, in the middle of all this stuff going on? And she's like, you literally always have stuff going on. So true. It just has to true. happen. You have to, you know, I have to just do it. And he says he, you know, he's like, 
us living together is a big part of how we work and like it's that, that's how we get stuff done a lot of stuff happens here and she was like okay but it doesn't have to we can have separate lives and like you are the job but i need to have space for like other stuff um in my life and sherlock is you can tell still upset but not like mad but he does just silently like leave takes his jacket with him and, and goes to the park um yeah so i didn't think i did not understand what time of day it was because when joan comes downstairs she's like i've got the ex-wife in the set set up in the guest bedroom so i thought it was like nighttime but then he leaves and it's like daytime in the park so yeah i yeah maybe it was like late evening like around like dinner time like five six yeah and also like the ex-wife did, was being tailed she didn't want to go home so like she might just be, yeah you know playing on her nintendo switch that hasn't come out yet <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah whatever whatever people did back then yeah <laughs> just bash two rocks together i don't know um, she's playing plants versus zombies on her new microsoft surface tablet <laughs> right she's playing the downloadable dlc for only 4.99 um so when sherlock uh goes to the park um sherrington joins him and sherlock's like um you might have told me that you that arthur like had a connection to me like was following me around and sherrington's like you're special we like to look at special people. Sorry. Which, which you know, kind of weird, but all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like Sherlock's an X-Men who's being scouted by Professor Xavier. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. We, wanted to, we wanted, we wanted to put you in our school for special little boys. And uh, <laughs> we wanted to know if you were special enough and if you would be able to handle the tough and rigid rules of a British intelligence education. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and Sherlock says, well, there's a mole in MI6, so what do you think about that? Um, how do you like them apples? How do you like them apples? And the, uh, the guy's like, huh? What? And Sherlock says, and I discovered why his arms were stolen, and he hands the hands the handler hands the handler the picture of the arms um yeah and uh the uh, the handler is like oh some kind of code what does it mean and Sherlock's like yeah bye <laughs> yeah. yeah but and, before he, before he can make his uh his escape uh mm-hmm. from the park bench um he's asked uh um a very rude question <laughs> Yeah, uh, which is, um, how far along are you? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah, he says, are you still pregnant? Which just, that's not that's not a good question. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Um, and Sherlock is like, I'm keeping it. Um, <laughs> and the guy is like, just think of, like, how much good you could do. Like, you're doing great stuff here, but just imagine if you worked for the British Empire. We could be amazing. We and could Sherlock, take over so many governments together. Come on, we could get... The sun would never set on us again. Um, <laughs> and Sherlock is like, yeah, no. Uh, you guys have already fucked up my week enough. Thank you. Um, yeah, this, like, fucked. This makes sense 
that Sherlock is very talented as a de- detective and lots of intelligence ag- agencies and different people would want to hire him and would want to recruit him. But it does kind of feel like like in those like YA novels where like the main character, like every boy has a crush on her. Yeah. It's just yeah. like everyone thinks Sherlock is so great and he's always getting like asked out to join like different agencies and organizations and he has to say no (laughs) yeah yeah one thing i kind of like about the show um is that uh sherlock is like um there's a continuum of allegiances to institutions that sherlock has Mm. um and and they range from begrudging to um acceptable yeah and like and like on the far end of the acceptable range you have um the new york city police department Mm-hmm. And then, kind of towards the middle, you have the NSA, where you know you're you're, you're like, uh, we really don't like to talk to these guys, but they have stuff. They have they have far more funding than um, many police departments put together. So, right. go for it. Like they don't ever do something for the NSA for the NSA's sake. Yeah, whereas, like yeah. they will give arrests to the NYPD, and like they don't care. And yeah. then, and then to the to the right of the NSA, um, on the more belligerent side, there's the hackers. Mm-hmm. There's them. Like like, they're these like they're kind of like the NSA, but the hackers want something out of out of Sherlock. Like, um, mm-hmm. like, and it's usually something humiliating. Yeah. Um, just very fun stuff. And then, uh, and then, but like at the very bottom of the of the acceptable list, at the, like the very end of like belligerent relationships, it's 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 Sherlock versus MI six. Yeah, he treats MI six like a joke. Like he, yeah, he like among his American friends is always like, oh, the British made tea, and we, you know, we did it the right way, and blah. but then like actual. Britain, he's just like stuff yourselves goodbye <laughs> like he has yeah. he does not like them at all i feel like sherlock if he had an instagram would have made that um that tweet that was like uh parasite in chief in her idiot hat or whatever <laughs> that one that uh about the queen yeah 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 what's that name? um might have been christopher eccleston yes it was christopher eccleston yes yes, yes. yeah thank you for remembering that um yeah, yeah, he's he's very much just like, uh, no, I don't like you guys. Goodbye. Um, good luck with your hunt. Good luck with your oh yeah with your mole hunt. Good luck with your mole hunt. Yeah. Um. So then we go to the brownstone, and I am just now realizing this episode does not pass the Bechdel test. Cool. Um, You're right. Joan and the ex-wife. Now, this usually doesn't, but this one especially, like, the, this show doesn't have enough, a lot of characters, so, like, I don't know. It's it's hard to judge it, but there are now, in this episode, specifically no conversations that don't eventually make their way around to a male partner. Um, yeah, yeah. So, Joan... But what are... They they could they could have solved this problem by making uh, 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 Joan Sherlock, making Lucy Lou Sherlock. Yeah, and then her brother would be Mike. Who would be Joan? Hmm. They'd oh, have to turn Joan Watson into a man. 
which doesn't sound like it would work at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm rotating in my mind the idea of a girl boss Sherlock. Yes. I love that. Um, I did see a, a post on Tumblr one time that was um, Sherlock and Watson are girl boss and male wife. <laughs> that, was, that was just the truest thing I ever fucking saw. Um, yeah. Sherlock is like a he's not a wife guy he's kind of a partner guy though yeah yeah Yeah. he's like Joan is a very talented detective who I will protect with my life and if anything ever happens to her I will kill you I will kill whoever is near me at the time Um, exactly exactly so uh, so the ex-wife has come downstairs she's woken back up and um, very important detail that she's awake now I don't know why I said it like that. Um, she's in the kitchen with Joan and they are talking about Mycroft because I don't know how this, I don't remember how this comes up. Um, but Marion says like, yeah, he blah, blah, blah. When he came back to MI6, blah, blah, blah. And him Jonas, being Mycroft. Him being Mycroft. And Joan is like, came back. And she's like, yeah, he like was out for a while. And then they brought him back in for something just when he thought he was out they bring him back in yep um, they made him an offer they can't that he can't refuse he can't refuse yeah joan was like joan has her like thinking face of like hmm interesting so then we go to the police station and okay is sherlock do you think sherlock is researching for the case or is he actually like he tells uh captain just looking for a new case to solve um, I think he's looking for a new case to solve because the last scene we saw him in, he said like, oh, like, good luck with your mole hunt or whatever. Oh, yeah. So he reached the end of the line for him. If, yeah, for it himself. feels like, yeah, because he could, because, you know, he had spent all night trying to crack the code mm-hmm. um, on, on Arthur's arms uh-huh. and, and, uh, and he was, you know, he was reaching a bit of a dead end. He's like, screw it. Let's just let some desk. Some desk worm at MIT crack the code and then they'll find the mole and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Weird. Um, so Captain comes in to the room where Sherlock has all these boxes around and, and Sherlock says, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at your cold cases because your open cases right now are boring. And Captain is like, oh, sorry. I'll try and get more interesting crimes. And uh, Sherlock's like, I keep requesting it very politely. So I don't know why you wouldn't. Um <laughs> This is where Captain tells Sherlock that they found the gun. They found a gun near the scene or near Arthur's place or whatever uh, that matched the slugs that they found in the body. And now they just have to match the fingerprints. And he he says, like, now we just have um, we have to run these fingerprints and like shows Sherlock the file with the the fingerprints in it. And um, Sherlock looks at the pic, looks at the, the file and is like, huh. Interesting. I just remembered that I buy and then just like leaves. Like he's like, I just, <laughs> just remembered I have to go do something or like. <laughs> I just remember that it's Taco Tuesday. Goodbye. Yeah. I have an appointment for leaving the room that starts right now, actually. So I need to go do that. Um, he, <laughs> I mean, Joan is like when Joan says to Mycroft, you know, like Sherlock is so honest. Like I, I, I could never like be with someone who lies that much. I just like. And Feek says that she prefers Sherlock because the man is incapable of lying. He just 
I don't know. I don't know why it's so funny to me. Every time they're like, I have to go leave to, um, I have to change my shoes. Um, <laughs> I left my dryer on. Uh, bye. <laughs> what's the, uh, here's a, here's a, here's a question. Uh, what's the worst excuse that you've used to get out of something? Huh. I don't. The only thing I can think of, I have never, I don't think that I've ever like, or like if I have like lied and like fully made something up, um, I can't remember it. But I do remember when I was in um, college, I was, uh, I was in my study abroad um, and I was like in the kitchen, like talking to my roommates. And then I just kind of started to get like socially overwhelmed. Like this was right, like when I was really um, noticeably having depression and not knowing that that was what it was and i was just like i have to leave this social situation now and i would just do that where i was like i could i could hang out for like 10 minutes and then i would just have to go back to my room and i literally just said um okay well um i have to go back to my room and um do whatever it is i do in my room (laughs) (laughs) i just left i was like i i have to leave now (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> How about you? Yeah, um, just just some of the weirdest. Like, I, like I, I, I'm a, I'm a habitual liar. I lie all the time. Oh no. Um, yeah, I, I don't mean to. It's just like, it just, it just. I'm also a person who's like, ah, get me out of here. Yeah. Um, and uh, I haven't identified it as a depression yet. Mm. Um, so uh, the worst. So I'll make excuses like, "Oh, I have to go babysit my nephew or my niece or something." Mm-hmm. I think the the worst excuse I ever came up with was, "I have to get medication for um, my. I have to refill my prescription before it uh, ex- before um, they put it back the, on the shelf before the um, pharmacy closes." Mm-hmm. The and they're and 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 later they were like, um, "Oh, did you get your medication?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I pull out my inhalers, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, you know, just one of those things where it's like, "Come on, dude!" Like, very time like, sensitive. They, 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 yeah, yeah. They they <laughs> they thought I was like getting something that was like super important or whatever. No, right. No. It's like my daily pill that I'm on my last one. I need one for tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah, and if I don't, then my fucking, like, my tits will fall off or something. (laughs) My, like, worst fear, no. One thing that I fear is (laughs) um, uh, telling some, like, making an excuse like, oh, I forgot something in my car, or, like, I dropped something under my desk, Um, and then, like, coming back and the person being like, so did you get it? Oh no! You know, and I have to like fish something out of my pocket and be like, "Yeah, I dropped my pen in the car." It's like a big, it's like a big pen with like no ink in it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like the same one that I have ten other ones on my desk of. Yeah, yeah. Just like I'm like I can't say that because I don't have anything to like come back with as and pretend that I had to go get. Yeah. So Sherlock says, "Hmm, I just remembered that I need to leave," and he leaves. Yeah. And uh, then we cut to Joan, um, who has showed up at Mycroft's expensive as hell apartment. So Mycroft's op- Mycroft opens the door and she's like, tell me about Sodoma Han. And he's like, oh, uh, what, who, what are you talking about? She's like, clearly you know what I'm talking about. Just tell me about it. 
and he lets her into the kitchen, which is all white marble with a huge, you know, huge open space. And it's like really professional looking kitchen and an island. And how much freaking money does this dude have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the kind of kitchen that you find um, those really fucked up and cursed food videos on Facebook are filmed mm-hmm. at. Yeah, it, he's, it lo- yeah, yeah. It looks like a model kitchen. He's got a pot of spaghetti and a jar of sauce on the counter. No bowls in sight. He's like, oh, nope. I was just about to mix up some spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, he's got queso sauce and ground beef. He's just layering it. Yeah. Yes. 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 Disgusting. Disgusting. Um, so, so, uh, so I just forgot Mycroft's name. And the first thing I thought of was first Morlock, which is just Sherlock, but with an M. And um, then Mortimer. it's not right and it's incorrect yeah so mycroft tells this story of back when sherlock was in the really lowest part of his drug addiction um he got mixed up in this plot this guy sodoma han recruited him to very sneakily deliver a package without his competitors seeing it and you know sherlock was told it was you know trade secrets and what it actually was, was a packet of information on how to transfer money to fund terrorism or something like that. Yes. Yes, it was. Just yeah. not good. And, yeah. uh, you know, they, they stopped the terrorism attack before it happened and they got Sodoma Han. But in the, you know, in the investigation, Sherlock's name came up and he would have been in big trouble. He would have like gone to jail for years um, but Mycroft's handler said that if Mycroft came back, Sherlock would get off scot-free. So that's the secret reason that Mycroft, you know, has been working for MI6 and has been lying for at least part of the time. Because he did work for Mike My- he did work for MI6 before a little bit. Um, yeah. But Joan says, you know, why didn't, why didn't you tell us? And Mycroft is like, well, you know. How, what would that accomplish? You know, if I told you, it just sounds like I'm making excuses after the fact. If I tell him, he's just going to feel bad. And, you know, we got to take care of Sherlock. He's more fragile than he knows. Um, and then I looked at the composition of the shot and how Joan wasn't saying anything. I was like, oh, they're going to kiss now. And then she they, she goes for a kiss and they, and they kiss. Yay, my kissed girl by being compassionate about his brother. It's just, it's so, it's a bit too big fucking fat thumbs down for me. Like, 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 okay, you just, you just start, you just talked about how you came back to MI6 to, to get Sherlock off, Scott Free off this crime or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, that's when Joan's like, oh yeah, now it's time to kiss. Right. Because because what? You're a hero? Because you sacrifice What the fuck? I uh. Yeah. And then It's like it's like it's like Joan skips from Joan skips uh, goes from um questioning Mycroft's history mm-hmm. and being mad at him for lying. Mm-hmm. And then Mycroft tells her what what's up. 
Mm-hmm. She completely bypasses forgiving him, completely bypasses like feeling neutral about him, mm-hmm. and then just goes back straight to being uh, attracted to him. Super into him. Which is wild because even if the reason that he went back to MI6 was to protect Sherlock, he still then lied to everyone for a decade. Even if you have a good reason to do it, you still did that. You're still capable of deception. You're just also capable of a good thing. Also. And also, 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 mm-hmm. Joan, this guy lied for 10 years. 10 years. Even if he's telling, so, 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 so you, you, you hear the story that about, about why he came back to MI6, right? Mm-hmm. You hear that story. Mm-hmm. How is your immediate thought not? This might be true. This might also be another lie. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? The guy is a fucking liar. Because if you were, if you were Mycroft and you wanted to make up a thing to sound good to Joan, this is exactly what you'd say. You would say, I did it to protect Sherlock, who, you know, you and I both love so much and to protect him because he's a, a delicate little baby. He's a flower um, of a person. And I didn't want to say anything because it just would hurt him more. So I just was protecting him. You and I are so alike in that way. We're just protecting him without him even knowing. Like it's it's so okay. it it's so frustrating. It's like Joan, you you're smarter than this. You yeah. are smarter than this shit. And even if Mycroft is is telling the truth, you wouldn't even. You gave him so much time to think of a story, <laughs> of an excuse. Because it's been uh, two days at least since Mycroft was fucking verbally owned in front of the brownstone. Uh-huh. And, like, spies are known for giving their cover stories or, or downplaying their involvement or yeah. um, social social engineering people, like, yes. in conversation. It's just... Yeah. Uh, Especially, like, to, for this conversation to be, okay, here's this story, and then her saying... You know, and then saying, but I didn't, I didn't want to tell you because blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, but you did. So. Yeah. Jot that down. <laughs> like. I, and, and, and I'm, and I'm sorry. I, I, this is just, this is a personal thing for me. Maybe I'm speaking out of my butt on this one, but Mycroft hasn't done a thing in this entire fucking series that makes me believe that anyone, let alone Joan Watson, would fall fall for him or be attracted to him. Mm-hmm. It never felt organic or real. It was just Joan met a rich British guy. Who technically isn't Sherlock. Yeah, who technically isn't Sherlock and also... Like and 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 just for some reason was like b- stricken by him. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, because yeah. the other episodes he's been in, right? It, we met um, the Duchess that he used to be married to. We yeah. learn about his really fucking expensive restaurant that he owns because it's his passion, and it's like he's doing all these things that like inauthentic rich social climbers do. But it just so happens to be that he's doing the same thing that a, a douchebag would do. Like he it's really because he cares about, you know, he just fell in love with this woman who happened to be a duchess. And he like, you know, he 
has this like prestigious restaurant just because he loves food and it's like you're still doing all the dickish rich person rich guy things and like just because you believe that you're not a dick doesn't mean that we also think that about you he he has no personality outside of all of the stupid rich boy hobbies that he has yeah and his british accent and his british accent and his fucking dumbass five head and his fucking <laughs> stupid stringy blonde hair Ugh, fucking style his hair so weirdly it's just... it's like it he looks like a fucking like he looks like a fucking anime villain but aged up like 50 years mm-hmm. but he, he's fucked but like a snapchat filter or something like not even particularly well aged <laughs> yeah you know, no like no no a, no just like weird random He's got like this side part fucking blonde emo hair. It just sucks. Yeah, when you're over 30 years old as a man, I don't know that you should be straightening your hair. <laughs> yeah, with and 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 having so much obvious product in it as well, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Uh, I you know, any other time I've watched this series, I've thought, yeah, I don't really care about the Minecraft stuff. Like whatever, like I don't know. Joan thinks he's cool or whatever, but eh. now I'm like, fuck this dude. <laughs> Mycroft is the extended long intro from elementary, the TV show of people. There's no connection. There's no continuity. It's ugly and it fucking sucks. Okay. I'm going to disagree with you that the long intro is any of those things, but Mycroft is a lot of those things. Yeah. I mean, like, we're we're now, I you know, taking the, the least charitable view of him. You know, like, he... <sighs> maybe he is really passionate about those things. Maybe he really did, you know, just fall in love with this woman and happen to be around posh people because he's posh. But it's so easy to see him as a a dickhole. So... And and it's kind and, of more fun. And, and even if I gave him the benefit of the doubt and and believed everything that he said and that and that he does have a true love for his brother, mm-hmm. I just that Joan completely bypasses any and all skepticism and neutral feelings and even mm-hmm. like even friendship, and she just goes straight to the kiss. Just like yeah. I I like I like I like. Looked away from the screen, like yeah. when I saw it, I was like, I was like, no, no, this is not happening. It's I just know. Fucking Mr. Br- Mr. Brightside started playing in my head. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I just can't look, and it is killing me. Um, I- and it's not because I want Joan and Sherlock to be together, because I no. don't even want that. It's just Joan, Joan. Yeah, it it comes across like almost like she didn't really believe the things she was saying about, you know, how deceitful uh, Mycroft is and how, you know, how untrustworthy he is now because she knows that he did this. Like, it sounds like she didn't want to believe it and was just waiting for him to give her any excuse to be like, I knew it wasn't true. And like... Kiss me, you animal. (laughs) They're both true, Joan. He, He did it for a good reason, but he did also do a bad... You know, kind of shitty thing. Yeah. And he flat irons yeah. his hair. Sorry. <laughs> he might have straight hair. He might have naturally straight hair, but you know, still. It's styled wrong. It's, it's not. It, it it's styled. not. It's it's yeah. <laughs> so <sighs> to make matters worse. Oh well. First, no. 
Yeah. Sherlock. Yeah, one... First, we go to Sherlock. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sherlock finds the jar of mold. And they show a little flashback, a little helpful flashback of Mycroft picking up the jar earlier. And yeah. uh, then Sherlock takes his little fingerprint dusting kit and he gets the fingerprints off of the, the jar. And he looks at the fingerprints and then he looks at his memory of the picture of the fingerprints that uh, yep, yep. the captain showed us. The captain showed Sherlock, I mean. Yeah. Uh, and there's lines. Two of the fingers yeah. have these like scars across the the two middle fingers. The um, kind of scars that are so cool, there's no way that they're like that they, they you could get them by accident. It's like, oh yeah, I have a scar where it like goes over my eyebrow and down my cheek. Uh-huh. It's like it's it's like it's like it's like, oh, that's so epic. Like I wish that, that was real, but like, you know, it's not really the kind of thing that you can that like it's it's, it's not the kind of scar you can get. It's the kind of scar that people in animes get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like to, and to make them look more badass and hardened. But like cuz yeah, it's like a cross shape. It's like a little X on his thumb. Is it? I thought it was just the two I, fingers, the one line going across the two fingers. Oh, his yeah. His thumb has yeah, a little yeah. X on it too though. I th- I I I think I remember seeing the scars overlap, but I may also have, that may also have just been like the the demarcation of his like fingers. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, Either way. Either way, yeah. Um so it looks just like the the gun fingerprints, obviously. And yeah. then um to make matters worse, we loved the kiss so much. Uh, <sighs> this scene is really well lit. They clearly used natural lighting on set to, you know, from the actual location. Um, yeah. The lighting is great. The content, not so much. Uh, Joan and Mycroft are in bed. Maybe like half the content is good. Half maybe the I just, <laughs> some maybe of the, I yeah. ju- Maybe I should just go and Photoshop and just remove Mycroft from the scene. <laughs> The- and put like and put like the the portrait of Joan that gets painted by yes. by Moriarty in the bed instead. Yes, yes, <laughs> sideways, tilted a little bit. Yeah. Yes, propped up with some pillows behind it. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, because I mean, you know, some of these shots are great, but then the reverse shots, not so much, not so much. Um, yeah, yeah. Ugh. They yeah they wake you. They wake up. They talk about wow, who'd have, who'd have thunk we'd be waking up together? Wow, not me. <laughs> not me. Um, yeah, not me either. Uh, and Joan says, "Well, I told Sherlock I'm moving out. Uh, it went bad. Oh well." <laughs> and then she's like, "I don't care about that. That's not my problem right now." Yeah, she's doing That's a very not like our problem right now. She's doing like a very cute like. I don't know what it is. It's just, it made me feel weird, though. Yeah. That's for sure. She, her trust issues are gone. She has no hesitations to be with Mycroft. Um, so then um, we see Sherlock again. He calls Mr. Sherrington, and he says, I found them all. Surprise. Um, and then we cut back to Mycroft's apartment. They're dressed now, or Mycroft is at least dressed. Uh, yeah, and they hear some. They hear like a bang, and Jonah's like, "Oh my god, what was that?" Someone breaks in, and it's Sherlock. He just pops in the bedroom. Jonah, yeah. There's this like one second of Joan just being like, <gasps> like, 
yeah picking up the blanket and like covering her already wearing a shirt but you know it was a sexy shirt so she's got it covered up and uh she's like what are you doing here and he's like what are you doing here anyway we don't have time for that uh mycroft you gotta pack a bag and get the fuck out and um mycroft is like why and sherlock explains that he spent a lot of time when he and mycroft were kids studying his fingerprints um and also he recognized the scar on his fingers yeah um and he says you're being framed for murder and treason so yeah yikes um i think it's also really funny that he does he he cannot resist an opportunity to dunk on his brother because he's like i remember the scar that you have over your your fingers from a failed knife trick if memory serves like look, like looks over at joe and is like this was epic fail this is the guy who you chose this epic guy? knife fail cringe couldn't even catch a knife at 13 the correct way come on yeah <laughs> uh and then that's 100%. that's the end of the episode to be continued uh, before- yeah, before before the uh, the very end of the episode, Mycroft is like, "Oh, you're just saying this because you knew that Joan was here, and you're trying to get me out of the picture, and blah blah blah." And that's when Sherlock like lays it all out and is like, mm. "They're they're coming here. MI six is coming here to to collect you, basically. Mm-hmm. Like like fuck off. Any you gotta second get out now. Of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, how will the gang get out of this one? Probably yeah. the." lot of money <laughs> with a little help from your friend and mine benny frank ben benjamin franklin ben franco yeah or yeah his good friend Moreland holmes yeah <sighs> what an episode <sighs> yeah this one um had a lot of twists and turns it 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 had um it was very light on Bell and Gregson mm-hmm. felt like they were felt like their their only role this this episode was to just walk into a room and talk to Sherlock. Yeah, that's usually a lot of what they do. But yeah, this especially because it was just the beginning. Like they were just like, "Yup, this is a murder case," and then Sherlock's yeah. like, "Okay, great, thank you." And like, okay, well, bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it yeah, very weird. But um, I can't wait for next week because I want to know how I want the murder to the mystery to be solved. I kind of, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that that's how it works. You know, it's like a two-parter. So, but yeah. Unfor- un- unfortunately, we didn't get a parlor room reveal in this one. We got a bedroom reveal. Ah. Uh. Yes, but a classy one because Joan doesn't have to do that in this show. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah, I wish that there was like a smaller sub mystery that they had could have solved in the first. I don't know. I guess they kind of. No, they don't. There's no, like, satisfying conclusion of anything. It's all set up in this one. I guess maybe part of the Mycroft thing of, like, learning that he wasn't just being a jerk. Yeah, that Sherlock was involved in Indonesian terrorism for some reason. Ooh. Yeah. Very strange. Well, I don't know. I don't know if the terrorism was by its nature Indonesian. It's just that um, uh, Saddam Mohan was Indonesian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It very well may have been someone else. Yeah. We don't really learn a lot. And the terrorism was hypothetical, so it didn't even happen. So it it didn't happen in every country. Yeah, yeah, you know? true. <laughs> true. Um, 
So now that we're at the end of this episode, it's time to answer some questions. So we have LMNOP has a Discord that's in our um, pinned tweet, and it's in the description of all the episodes. And uh, I asked people in the Discord yesterday about, you know, if they have any questions for the pre-finale, the old part one of two um, penultimate episode of season two. And asked if they had any questions about subterfuge or Mycroft or MI6, political intrigue, any of those things. Um, friend of the show, Elizabeth Leaf Crunch asks, hmm, am I six? I- uh, six syllables. Elizabeth Leaf Crunch. Oh, whoa. I did not think the answer to this question was going to be yes, but it looks like it is. Congratulations, Beth. Thank you for asking. Excellent. Um, uh, Heckabee said, I read MI6 as my six at first, specifically like the fifth sequel to Mycroft. That's <laughs> too many fucking Mycrofts. Um, yeah. I thought that was funny. Um, my question is, which of the Holmes siblings did the classic sibling jokes of I'm not touching you and that's you, that's what you look like to the other? Sherlock is absolutely a I'm not touching you, kid. Yeah, for sure. And, and... Is Mycroft older than Sherlock? Mm-hmm. I think Mycroft would have been the that's you, that's what you look like mm-hmm. sibling. Yes. And Sherlock would be like, "It's that's not even an accurate impression. You can't hurt my feelings because yeah. I don't even look like that. So I don't even care. But with a British yeah, accent. At, yeah, I can actually do a knife trick. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I wonder what kind of knife trick 13-year-old Mycroft was trying to do that like 11 year old Sherlock saw and was like, ugh, fail son. Yeah. Yeah. yeah You're out of yeah, 10. Who, yeah. <laughs> who knows? Eris from a previous episode says, if I'm not too late for questions, my question is, do you think Mycroft made up his own theme song for his work as a spy or spy adjacent guy rather? Yes. <laughs> no, I, I, I actually don't think so. Cause Mycroft doesn't spark me as like a creative guy. Here's what I imagine. Oh, good point. Mycro- Mycroft has in his condo a access to a pretty private, very exclusive, very expensive, very high tech personal gym. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like it's like small scale gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he goes in there once every like three days, mm-hmm. um, you know, when he's on his grind set, when he's making his moves, mm-hmm. when he's trying to impress the ladies for 25 minutes. Yeah, he'll put he'll put on a Spotify playlist which is just James Bond themes from the movies. Yes, oh my god. Look at yourself. You're Mycroft. You're the next James Bond. <laughs> you're oh, also so good at this. You're so good at this. Your license to thrill the ladies <laughs> will never expire. You know, oh also Sherlock does uh, does ask oh what is your uh, Sherlock does ask um, Mycroft what his double O designation is and if it's license to annoy. I know. <laughs> that was, Get fucking wrecked. That was one of those classic Sherlock clunkers for me where it's just like... <laughs> he's just like, hey, License to annoy, Mycroft. Are you double yeah. O shithead? <laughs> <laughs> license to annoy. Yeah. Uh, probably felt good to say. Um... Yeah, he definitely, yeah, like, listens to, like, orchestral music, like, when he's, like, doing his spy stuff, just be like, I bet I look so cool right now. Um, But I agree, he probably wouldn't write his own song. He probably wouldn't 
have the imagination for that. He would look. He would look up like royalty-free, like spy theme music yes. on 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 YouTube, and then he would rename it on his MP3 player as Mycroft's theme. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um. Okay. So, uh, Joe at the tallest Jew, um, says, if you had a secret dessert, would you call it subterfuge? And yes. I I I am a known well you know people actually don't know this about me but um, I am quite the sneaker of secret desserts especially mm. late at night when you know things are um, you know I'm working late at night and I need some energy but I don't feel like making anything so I'll just have like an ice cream sundae or whatever mm. you just like, um, put it in your inside your shirt so yeah yeah it. yeah. Yeah, I I don't know if it I don't know if um I don't know if subterfuge is what I would call <laughs> my secret my own secret dessert, but it definitely is what I would call any chocolate that I sneak into the movie theater when I bring in my own snacks oh, from outside. Oh yes, or when you coat a different dessert in chocolate so thickly that you don't even know what it is anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cut it open. You're like, oh, look, look at this lovely, ch- look, look at this lovely chocolate cake. You cut it open, and it's fucking strawberry. Yeah, it's a strawberry. Yeah. And you think it was fudge. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joe also asks, "There's probably a real answer to this. Whatever. What are MIs one through five? All right. So first, you got Mission Impossible one, and then you have Mission Impossible two, and then you have Mission Impossible three, and then you have Mission Impossible four. It's called and two then- Mission Two Impossible. <laughs> oh yeah, my apologies. Two Mission Two Impossible. Uh, the Impossible Mission. Mm-hmm. That's one. that's a little bit different. And then there's um, the Mission The Impossible, and then MI five is classified. <laughs> Is it, is it Mission Impossible Five? We have to go. We have to, we, I, have to, I, have to, I have to. I have to. I have to go. I have to go. I just realized. I just remembered. I have to leave. <laughs> I just remembered. I have something I have to do. <laughs> Don't tell anyone we had this conversation. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, that sounds right to me. I mean, I've never been told what MI Five is, so sounds pretty classified to me. So that's part one of two of the season two finale. Joe, I want to thank you for being on and for being you. Oh, thank you very much. I, I love being on and I love being me. Good. Um, where can people find you if they want to, you know, read your thoughts or talk to you in any way? Yeah, yeah. If you want to read my thoughts, you can head on over to twitter.com slash friend of show. Um, I'm there. I'm talking about all my favorite tweets. Uh, I'm talking about all my favorite goofs and gags. Um, I had a tweet that I really was proud of mm-hmm. that um, that flopped. And uh, if I could get some engagement on that tweet, um, that'd make me feel really uh, a lot better. Um, if you just scroll down my tweet, my, you'll see. You'll see. You'll see. I think I just tweeted it at the wrong time of day. So I think that's why it flopped. But um, yeah, if anyone can go on to my Twitter, friend of Da Show. Um, and uh, yeah, like all my tweets. Excellent. Will do. Um, cool. I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm like, as soon as we hang up, going to scroll through your Twitter and find that tweet. I'll retweet yeah. it even if it's bad. I don't care. I want to support my friend um no uh, let me say i'll say on the podcast 
I will only retweet it if it's good. <laughs> okay, well, okay. well, challenge, challenge accepted. I think it's pretty good. Then, I, th- I think it's pretty good. Well, but see, then I'm going to retweet it no matter what. And so it'll be, people will hear that and be like, oh, it must have been good then. Hell yeah. I'm like uh, a spy. We've... I'm two steps ahead of everybody here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am on Twitter at Flight Cub B. Um, the second B stands for bad at knife tricks. And. <laughs> element op the podcast um has a twitter i don't really use it very much but um if you want to follow it to get tweeted the new episodes whenever they come out uh it's element op cast on twitter and of course another place to talk to me and joe is the element op discord where you can post your thoughts about whether mycroft sucks or not uh just yeah. be aware that there's a general consensus so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you know what? We we welcome open dialogue Absolutely. in the Discord. If you think Mycroft is um is good actually, mm-hmm. uh come on down um and drop your home address and uh we can have a civil discussion about we it. We just want to talk. We just want to talk, you know, we we believe in fair and open debate. <laughs> no, if you really have thoughts about Mycroft being us being too hard on Mycroft or anything, you know, please let me know. I'm always willing to um, be a coward and change my opinion based on the out- <laughs> the opinion of an outsider. So, <laughs> if you didn't like it, I was just joking. Uh, <laughs> the good thing about hating Mycroft is that he doesn't exist. He's not a real person. So, I can't... yeah, Mycroft's not real. He can't hurt you. Exactly. Exactly. Element OP is a podcast that's on a noisespace.xyz podcasting network. So there's a lot of other yeah. podcasts you can find on there too, like my other podcast, uh, Zero to Zero, that I do with uh, friends of the show Sam and Giga about uh, superhero movies. We're currently watching Watchmen and just having a poop of a time. <laughs> we're making it fun. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we've also got Nightmare Nera on there. Um, County Girls Make Do. Uh, fear baiting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the Island Shuffle uh, just finished up their yes. their run. Congratulations! They're retired. Yeah, Camarocha Radio, Slappers Only, all kinds of stuff on there. Kylex, why? Yeah, which is if you now, love but... something. Yeah, yeah. If you love something or hate something, mm-hmm. there's a noise space show about it. Heck, yes, there is. There wasn't one for elementary, so I had to make one. So now there's one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. This marble will keep on rolling. Bye. Bye. She's watching the detectives. Ooh, it's so cute. She's watching the detectives.